Oh, good evening, Patriots. You guys ever watch Pawn Stars? <laughs> Best we can do is $600. What are you all going to do with your $600? Are you going to... Are you, what are you going to do? Are you going to get a new Xbox, a new PlayStation? Are you going to get something nice for your wife? I don't know. I don't know. We're just inundated with so many funds from the handouts of our government. It's an absolute joke. So maybe we can all get some Coquito. Maybe we can all go get some uh, some bourbon, some rum in our eggnog for uh, the hot coming holidays. That's what I'm thinking about. How's everyone doing tonight? <laughs> Guys, I'm going to be having a good time with you all. I've been uh, I've been stirring up some uh, beehives of my own on different uh, alternate platforms for call- simply calling them out and upsetting a bunch of people. But we're going to talk about Parlor. We're going to talk about um, yeah, we're going to talk about Parlor and R- not Rumble, something else. Newsmax. That's what we're going to talk about. But not be, but be even besides that, I have nothing. I have some bad news and some good news as far as the content tonight. But Trump is surely setting up. A road for full-out D-class, and this news broke probably about an hour ago before. I, I got the majority of the show set like three hours ago. I've just been relaxing because I've been exhausted because I don't sleep at night anymore. So, we're going to be getting into so many things tonight, and I can't wait to jump into all this with you. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic. So, let me know where you're all from in the chat. We're going to be doing some fun things tonight, and uh, we're going to be getting our red pill news, and you guys are going to be completely informed as to what, when, how the hell is going on with this uh, stimulus bill that it's pretty much, um, you know how Trump says America first, this bill should have been titled Screw America First, to be completely honest, and we're going to dive into all that today. We're going to look at a situation that happened out in Oregon um, with some with some protesters on our side for, the, for, for a change. And uh, just where I see things are going right before the holidays. So we're going to be having a bunch of a good time tonight. Really good time. I'm going to save our sponsor for the middle of the show, which is going to be my mother's business and all that good stuff. So let's uh, let's hang out for a little bit here. Get the Christmas vibes going and hang out with you on the chat for a little bit here and go through some of the quick news stories that we can. Already had a thousand viewers on D Live, and that's going to be climbing here. Love to get to our four mid four thousand mark where we were hitting last week. So I'm so glad to be here. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Two days without you guys um, seems like forever, but I am trying to uh, I am trying to get more shows on the docket here to be so I am five days a week. That's where I am trying to go with this. So, anyways. If you guys didn't know, there was a uh, there was some big things going on with our with our solar system yesterday. I thought this was really awesome. They're calling it the Great Conjunction. A rare alignment of Jupiter and Saturn takes place on December twenty first, the winter solstice. Here are photos of the event from around the world, and I just thought this was really really cool. We don't. I think the last time this happened was back in like twelve hundred or something like that. This is just some really amazing pictures. You can see some of the stars right here with this volcano in the background. That was pretty cool. That was in Guatemala. Um, there they are right here. You can barely see them in this one, but that was from Washington. This is from the VLT Observ- Observatory um, out in Chile. That is pretty cool. That is awesome, seeing those planets align. And this was out in Arizona. And I've seen some beautiful pictures out from Italy as well showing this. And I was even outside myself last night looking up at the stars to see what this looked like. And I could definitely see Jupiter at least. The big red planet, um, you couldn't miss it, and then it got cloudy and I couldn't see anymore. But 
This has got a whole bunch of people happy. Uh, you know, the, the satanic people, they're going crazy over this too. So whatever, whatever way, um, <laughs> wherever you're at in your life, I mean, I, this stuff, it's to me, I know we're moving into a new age for mankind as far as, as signs and stuff like that, but we don't have to get into all that tonight. All I do know is that we're moving into a, what would I would call a golden age for humanity and what's to come with it. And why I'm not so sour on the uh, on the events that are beho- before us right now. We're going to win this somehow, some way. The darkness is not going to prevail. But because of the, the planets getting so close to each other, they were actually called out for not social distancing. What am I talking about? Well, look at this. Jupiter and Saturn fined for not obeying social distancing. It was probably Cuomo that fined them. He probably sent out some police to go find the planets out there. Maybe he sent Tesla to do it. I'm not sure. But apparently, astronomers at NASA have fined two planets in our solar system, Saturn and Jupiter, for callously disregarding social distancing rules as their paths across in the night sky. The great conjunction of these two planets in the night sky will be a thing to behold, said NASA scientist Borg Nilsson Larg. That's a name. But we highly recommend not beholding it. The science on COVID is still being worked out, and we can't predict what awful consequences may follow from these two renegade celestial travelers violating social distancing guidelines. I think we should nuke Saturn and Jupiter for violating COVID guidelines. I think it would make the powers that be extremely happy and celebrating. Because everyone, everyone's got to follow this, right? <laughs> Other news. New York Post, Twitter, CEO Jack Dorsey unfollows Trump and Biden. Uh Uh-oh, what does that mean? What's going on here? Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey has reportedly unfollowed the accounts of President Trump and President-elect. Joe Biden on his social media platform. Dorsey also stopped following Vice President-elect Kamala Harris and Ivanka Trump's account, according to the Twitter account at Big Tech Alert, which monitors activity of tech leaders. Since November 17th, Trump has lost 368,743 followers on Twitter, according to Factbase, a website that tracks Trump's public statements and tweets. And I'm sure, I'm sure those numbers are so, so accurate. Biden, meanwhile, in the same time, Frame gained roughly two and a half million followers, aka bots, on the social media platform itself. Now, I'm only bringing this up because we're going to talk about big tech just for a minute here. Because um, it's, it was also reported today that Biden is going, supposedly, they're making, Twitter is getting ready to make that transition of transferring over the presidential account and Biden's followers are going to go back down to zero and he's going to have to start over again, which is pretty funny to me because I don't know, that's probably going to kill his following. And if he gets over 100 after that point, I'm going to be very surprised because after this is all over, Biden ain't going to be the president and I hope to God he's going to be in prison. That's where I'm hoping it goes. But we can always count on big tech, on big tech being shady, disgusting, and completely infiltrating every aspect of her life, sometimes positively, sometimes negatively. And as a parent, as a father, this concerns me beyond belief. Google, this is from just the news. Google confirms it notifies children if parents are monitoring their accounts. This is, uh, this is new. The company cites United Nations resolution on child privacy. So again, Google is taking advice from the United Nations on our children here in the United States. A globalist organization and Google has no problem following through with it. Google informs children when their parents are monitoring their account activity, the tech giant confirmed this month, with the company claiming that doing so is a way of balancing the interests of both parents and children. This is disgusting. 
This is Google is now saying we are going to help balance relationships between you and your parents. We are going to get in the middle of you and your parents. I, I what what else? What else? Nothing. Nothing is is off is off limits to these people anymore. Google's child notification policies received attention when film uh, film director Robbie Starbuck claimed on Twitter that his seven year old son seven year old child had received a warning from Google that his account was being monitored. Our seven year old son. Has to have Google for homeschooling, Starbucks wrote on Twitter. So naturally, we set up parental controls. But look what Google did. They sent my son an email to tell him his privacy is important to them and telling him we're supervising his account. And this was a screenshot from the tweet here. And surprisingly, that's, yeah, it's, it's just, it, what, what do you say to this? It says, your privacy is important to us. So basically telling the child, hey, we're looking out for you in case your meddling parents try to get involved between what you're looking on the internet and yourself. The company wrote to the seven-year-old boy, we want to remind you, remind you that your parent is supervising your Google account. I don't know how many of you out there are parents, but to me, this is so alarming. And this is why I'm saying we need our own sovereign, own sovereign everything at this point. This is why I've been bashing Parler, why I've been bashing other, other tech platforms that are supposedly saying they're conservative, Right now, I trust a handful, and I'll get into those in just a moment here. But seeing this, seeing how far they're going to go, Google's going to go. And again, this is citing here, company cites United Nations Declaration on Child Privacy Rights. United Nations is telling us, American parents, what's good for our kids and getting in the middle of the parent-child relationship. I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. And this is why I get so fired up about these platforms that people... When are we going to learn? And we're going to get into Parla here in just a moment because it's really, it really pisses me off. But Poland, Poland is doing something right here because they're making this bill. This is from Zero Edge. Polish bill is threatening $2.2 million fines for social media companies who censor lawful speech. And I'm, I'm only going to get as far as the headline because I could talk about this all night. But pretty much Poland is saying, listen, if it doesn't break the law in Poland... It's not breaking the laws on our social media. So if you try to come in here with your fact checkers and say that this is unlawful speech or hate speech or bowling and it's completely ridiculous because they all the pla- all the pl- tech uh, companies, they all love to use the same exact lingo and they all have the same names for the departments of people that they put in charge of censoring people's people's content, people's voice uh, digitally. The trust, trust in, trust in, they're always trusting something division or something along those lines. Patreon has the same thing as YouTube and you go right down the line. So at least Poland is trying to do something here. This has got to be obviously passed. And I don't know what uh, Facebook would say to something like this, but it looks like they're trying to do something. And this is for a 2021 online safety bill. And I hope to God we get something close to this. So let's get to parlor real quick. Because I want to point something out to people, and I, I've been getting so tired of the people of the Don, Dan Bongino crowd and whatever else. And well, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about Dan Bongino. I've talked about this before with his little scuffle on Twitter that he had with Code Monkey. Code Monkey brought up some excellent points. Bongino simply disregarded him and insulted him, and it was just a really bad look. And for simply pointing anything out like that, I'm getting bashed for it, being called causing division. It's not that. 
The reason why we're in this mess right now, well, actually, before we get into that, I'm not grandstand. I'm going to show you a video here that Jordan saved through here, just a quick clip from it, pointing out where Parler CEO feels about Q, and eventually in the video here, he shows how he cozies up to Anonymous, which we know is nothing but a shill machine for the left, and... This is why I've been blowing, trying to blow the whistle as hard as I can on Parler and get people over here. But people, they just don't want to listen. So take a look and listen to this for just a minute of what Jordan Safety here exposed. Conversation with some other people. So let's go ahead and dive into this. All right. The other day, Neon Revolt, shout out to him. He sent me this video and tipped me off to this interview that the Parler CEO, John Matsy or Mates, not exactly sure how to pronounce his name. Sorry, fella, but John did this interview with Bloomberg a few days ago. It was on Wednesday, December 16th. And have a listen to what he had to say during this interview. I'm going to play a quick clip for you. Facebook really cracked down on QAnon finally after many years uh, in the lead up to the election. Did you see a pop after that? Do you think that you have attracted a number of um, QAnon followers who are trying to find a haven in another platform? I don't think that we're the preferred place for QAnon. Um, I'm pretty vocally, I, I don't like them, to be frank, not not the people. He almost said vocally against them. He almost said it, but he backtracked there. Well, themselves, but the movement, I don't like it. Um, and I argue with them on the platform if they're there. But, you know, we're, we welcome everybody, right? So if they're allowed to be on the platform, uh, not that we really are trying to, you know, go out and find them to bring them there, but they're welcome. I just, you know, I'm not... It's not my preferred audience. <laughs> so he says he doesn't like the movement, and it's not his, quote, preferred audience, yet somehow he says we welcome everybody. Well, literally what he said there about the Q movement doesn't seem very welcoming. And so clearly he doesn't like the Q movement at all, and he decided to spill his thoughts to the fake news network known as Bloomberg. And that is a 22-minute video, and I encourage all of you to go and watch that video because he pointed out some really, really good stuff. And when you look at who's behind Parler, who they're cozying up with, the CEO of the company, and that's fine. Dan Bongino can throw his lot with them. I don't care. This is business. This is You all want to know why we got in the situation we are with now with Facebook and YouTube and Twitter is because we just trusted people to do the right thing. And when it's called out, when the censorship is called out, you, you, do you know you have to give up your license information to put a link in a comment? People ask me all the time, Scott, can you give me the links to your shows on Parler? I can't do that unless I provide my front and back credentials of my license and take a selfie. And supposedly after that verification process is done, they delete it. It's gone. It's That's what they say in their terms of service. I looked it up. But why do we even have to go there? And for simply pointing this out, what we're in the middle of right now blows my mind that people are still sitting here. Why are you causing division? Why are you saying this about Dan Bongino? Why are you doing this? Do you not realize what we are going through right now with social, with big tech media? Because we just trusted these people to do the right thing by us. And that is why I am trying to move everybody that I can over to Gab. And by the way, Gab TV came out yesterday. I'm going to give that link to all my mods. It's in the about section on DLive. Go there and subscribe because I know for a fact over at Gab, Andrew Torba, he's a patriot. 
And he's not going to censor anybody. And he's not going to play games. That is what we need right now. We need our own sovereign networks. We need places to go to where we don't have to worry about a CEO going to the fake news and just spewing nothing but BS about Q, which I don't even care about, really. It's the whole idea of those people. Those people, it's a message board. People read a message board. It doesn't, it doesn't distinguish you as a person. What distinguishes all of us and people out there, maybe not even, you might not even follow Q or, or subscribe to Q, and that's fine. Q is not, Q talk is maybe 5% of my content, if that anymore. It's all garbage. Not that Q is garbage. It's what the, it's the rhetoric of, around it that's being used, used against it, used against people like us. It blows my mind. And when I call it out, when I try to tell people, I get, I, I, I get backlash. It, it, it blows my mind. And, and you wonder why I get upset. This is the exact reason why we're in the situation we're right now. And you want to talk about, oh, we're getting censored everywhere. Don't be surprised when Parler gets hacked or something goes down with Parler. And all of a sudden, maybe in a few years after they got all the users they wanted, they do, they turn turncoat. And we're also seeing this with Newsmax as well. Newsmax here had to clarify its coverage of Smartmatic and Dominion because Smartmatic and Dominion is threatening with lawsuits, but not actually following through with lawsuits. And this is exactly why I said to people, I don't know, a month and a half ago, I am extremely weary of Newsmax as well. And here's the backtracking. Here's the cover your own ass news on Newsmax saying we're retracting everything we said about Smartmatic and Dominion. We've been railing on this show about everything we know about Smartmatic and Dominion. And Newsmax, they're folding. They're folding to the pressure. And it makes me sick. I'm not even going to play the clip because it's just going to make everyone upset. So, Lynn Wood called it out as well. As defamation lawyer, I was very surprised and disappointed by Newsmax. Quick surrender to Smart Mac retraction demand over Sydney Powell statements. Newsmax has done no independent investigation, has very limited legal exposure as a republisher. Doesn't make sense. Be careful. If you get upset because I called out Parler, Dan Bongino, Newsmax, then unsubscribe to the channel right now. I don't give a shit. I don't care. You can go live in that fake world where you, th- you think you're protected. I came on to do this channel to get the truth out and call things as I see it. And I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll admit it. If Parler ends up being a good app and a good thing, great. Wasn't for me. And it's still not for me. I still think Gab's much more user-friendly than Parler ever was. So there you have it. So if you don't like it, please unsubscribe. I don't care. I'm here for the truth. I'm here to protect patriots because we've been taken advantage of for years. And there it is. So before we get into the uh, into the main content of the night, I just want to play a quick video here of a, pretty much summing up the entire year we've had in probably just over a minute. And then we're going to jump into the intro, guys, because then we're going to dive into this COVID relief bill. We're going to dive into what I see as Trump making, getting his Trump card ready. And all this coming to a final crescendo because right now the deep state's on their last breath as far as I'm seeing. And this is why I feel so dark right now. They're pulling out all the stops and it's not going to stop when Trump gets in for another four years. I'm not that naive. But for right now, they are really trying to do everything they can because they snuck a lot of, a lot of snake things in this bill. This over 5,000 page bill that they, uh, the con- Congress only had two hours to review. We're going to dive into all of it tonight. So 
We're going to get into this video here. Going to see you guys on the other side of the intro, and we'll be right back. Start with a virus imported into America. Talk about it nonstop. Call some governors. Not them. Not them. That's you guys. Put patients into nursing homes. Tell thousands. Blame the president. Keep blaming. Blame some more. Lock down small business. Kill the economy. Push mail-in voting. Stoke a race war. Call for riots. Pick a candidate. No, not her. Yeah, that's more like it. Lock him in his basement. Shield him from the press. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Don't cover this. Keep doing that. Ignore the economic recovery. Downplay the world peace. Pump the pause. Pump. Pump. Don't stop pumping. Install your software in swing states. That was fast. Take control of polling stations. Call off the election when you're losing. Kick everyone out. Call out all the extra ballots. Get the software to do its thing. Get the media to say it's over. Call the big tech guys. Ban anyone who notices. Act like the whole thing never happened. Stealing the most powerful republic in the world. It's that easy. Trump 2020, baby. For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots and now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up your eyes and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through Project Looking Glass The future is revealed Future pools pass, but there won't be any deals. Won't society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. All right. I'm pumped up and I'm ready to go. It looks like we have a, uh, yes. My man, the hammer. I was just going to say, I saw a troll in there and you already took care of it. My man. Thank you, Thinking Patriot. You're, you're, you're the, that's why we call you the hammer. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all my mods out on Twitch, on DLive. We're, we're streaming on Pilled, uh, DLive, Twitch, and Periscope for the time being. And uh, we're, we're, uh, we're already crushing numbers here. We're already over 3,000 on DLive. And we're probably, probably going to hit the mid 4,000 by the end of the show. So we got plenty of stuff here. I heard this song today. My uh, this is like Game Boy retro music, brings me back to uh, my golden age, my golden days as a, as a young boy. I was a I'm still a big gamer, but back then it was it was ridiculous. All right. So speaking of uh, this bill here, is everyone going to be using their six hundred dollars to get the new Xbox or PlayStation? I'm certainly not, but I know many of you might. But either way, we're going to be talking about the stimulus package right now. And uh, thank you guys again for joining here. Where uh, this has been, I love doing this. And uh, let's jump into it, shall we? So, the Zero Hedge, Pork City. Here are the most ridiculous pet projects in the $900 billion stimulus package. And we're going to break this down to a fine a fine sand, a fine salt, whatever you want to call this. So, let's go over into where some of this money is going. 
And it's this is if you guys haven't seen this yet, it's gonna it's gonna infuriate you. I can promise you because it infuriated me yesterday. And I try to stay in a good mood as as much as I can, but it's just not possible sometimes. So, foreign handouts: a minimum of three point three billion dollars is going to Israel. Also included is a $453 million to Ukraine on top of the $400 million Trump eventually released. Nowhere in how much that goes to the big guy. $10 million for gender programs in Pakistan. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. Gender programs we're sending out to Pakistan. And it gets better. $1.3 billion to Egypt and $700 million to the Sudan. And... $135 million to Burma, $85.5 million to Cambodia, $1.4 billion for an Asian Asia Reassurance Initiative Act. I don't even know what that means. And $130 million to Nepal. And Technofog said it, said it the best. They hate you. They hate you. And when you read this bill, when you read this bill, there was a lot of misconception about it. And we're going to clear that up today because... The way it's being referenced in the mainstream media, this is the this is the COVID relief bill, but it's anything but. That is part of it, but this is literally this is like the almost the budget for the entire uh, next upcoming fiscal year, for all all government, all branches, of military, all this was all involved in this huge ass document, which was over like fifty four hundred pages, and we all got the news that hey. We know we've been closing your businesses down. We've been doing, we've locked you out for nine months. We're going on to a year now, but guess what? You're only getting $600. Sorry for the troubles and all that other good stuff. Now, besides that, just to, just to pile on here, as we always love to do on here on, on Woke Societies, $82 billion more for academic indoctrination centers, a.k.a. Chinese recruitment centers. Good work, Republicans. Thank God Harvard doesn't have to tap into that $40 billion endowment. And that is the thing with these big-ass colleges like Harvard, Harvard and, and the other ones. They sit on money that sits in sits in uh, safety deposit boxes. They can gain access to that anytime they want. Do you really think Harvard and these other Ivy League schools are hurting for cash right now? Do you really think, why are these schools getting anything? Why are they getting anything? It's just, I don't understand. I don't get it. It blows my mind. But this is this is this was a bipartisan deal, meaning both sides of the aisle are agreeing on this. And it's gonna be this this one more, just one more. Gateway pundit. Democrat stimulus bill also sends millions to communist Maduro regime in Venezuela, where we know damn well the Dominion voting machines were originated from. So there you go, America. This is uh this was the initial hit that we uh that we saw here. And it just kept listing all these things of where all this money is going. Now I just want to point something out real quick. This, what we're seeing now, this is nothing new. And I'm still kind of new to the game, new with all this stuff, because three years ago, I didn't care about any of this stuff. I didn't care about our budget as a, as a country, our budget for where does all of our money actually go to? Does it really go to the people, or is it just being outsourced to people that have been lobbying for years? They're, they, these, these politicians have lobbyists in their back pocket that they're, that they're taking care of, special interests, going to foreign nations, globalist foundations. That is where the money, a lot of this money is going. But the problem here now is because of COVID and so many things, so much political stuff is so polarizing right now, a lot more people are paying attention to what's going on. And it's not even the $600. I'd rather take that $600 and shove it up 
one of these uh, Chris Christie's ass or something. He, they can, they can go shove it. I don't care. Six hundred dollars. I'd rather give that money to the small business owners that I'm seeing right down my road that are suffering, that are closing. The outdoor dining's done, and Cuomo can just say lock it up anytime he wants. It just, it's, it's just. How can you be? The thing is, these politicians. Remember, Nancy Pelosi said. The reason why this got done is because, one, we're getting a new president, and two, a vaccine's coming. Remember that. What she really means, what that really translates to, orange man bad is on his way out. It's back to business as usual. And then you see a picture of Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi. Instead of doing a fist bump, they do the whole elbow bump. Picture taken yesterday. Back to business as usual with the swamp. That is what this looks like, and this is... This is just a glimpse of the of the future that we're not going to have. Trump's going to, I hope to God, Trump's going to veto this. But you want to talk about some of the slimy things that they have been trying to push in here. That Not, not trying. They, it is in here. Tell me how, ladies and gentlemen, that a 5,400-page document is brought into Congress and then approved after, I think they had two hours to look at this thing. 5,400 pages. Are we consulted? Are we able to look at it? Are we able to call our representatives and voice our opinions of how we feel about it? Nope. Most people don't even read these things. And when you read what's in it, just part, and we're all going to cover a little bit of it. It's so anti-American. And so it just, it's literally them spitting in our faces. The one that's really, the one in particular that's, that could affect Content creators, citizen journalists, is this one coming here. Buried in the release bill from Spike Cohen on Twitter. If you stream copyrighted content without permission, you're now a federal felon, punishable by jail time, fines, losing your right to vote or own a firearm, etc. But they gave you $600 of your own money, though. And before you ask, yes, it's a bipartisan proposal. D's and Republicans always stop play fighting whenever there's a chance to criminalize you and make your lives harder. Perspective, they just robbed you of $2,750 each and gave you $600 of it back. But if you watch a pirated copy of The Mandalorian, you can end up in prison, unable to even get a business license, buried in fines for the rest of your life. What is this talking about? This is talking about streaming copyrighted material. And the language here is extremely broad. Well, like, just like what I do here, ladies and gentlemen, I, let's just switch here to an article we're going to talk about a little bit. You know how I go to a Breitbart article, Epic Times article. They're going to get to the point where they're going to say, that is copyrighted material. You can no longer stream it. And if we catch you, we can throw you in prison, hit you with a $30,000 fine and imprison you. Now, I can understand the people that go out and stream maybe sports events that you would normally have to pay for for like pay-per-view going to your going to facebook twitter and whatever it is that is understandable i can see that that makes sense something people would pay for but there's something here called um once it's out in the public it's it's like fair it's a fair use policy they want to go as far ladies and gentlemen they want to go as far as memes being copyrighted memes and they're saying this is going to be for big business, for Hollywood. You know what this is targeting? 
This is targeting people that do this for a living, citizen journalists like me and all my other friends that you guys follow. That is exactly who this is targeting. And both parties overwhelmingly push this one through. Think about that. These politicians, now more than ever, now that we're all awake seeing what's happening, now we are truly seeing them for exactly who they are. And this is, this is, their, this is the aura they're putting out. This is how we're going to treat, we're going to make you all pay for what we had to go through with Trump for four years. And you're going to remember never to F with us again. To me, that is the message that is being sent to the American people for the business that have been closed and everything else that they have been doing to us. A big remember, when you screw with us, we are going to make your lives miserable. This, that one little part in, the, in this COVID relief bill will change the entire landscape of the internet. No matter who you are, the internet, you're going to be walking on eggshells. But the, the, my, my other counterpoint to that is good luck enforcing something like that. Millions of patriots, are you going to imprison them for copyright? Is this really an enforceable law? And I'm not talking about pirated stuff, taking people's music and then ripping it. I'm not talking about that stuff. I can understand that. People are creators. They want to get paid for their content. I, I, I can totally understand that as I do me doing this full time. Some things it's fine with, but they want to go, they want to take this to the hundredth level. And it's ultimately going to be even more censorship on the citizens that want to get the truth out, that do, that talk about articles, that go to news outlets to get the information out and put stories together and put shows together. That ultimately coming down to it is going to target us. They won't say that, but it clearly says it in, in where they want to go with this bill. So I'm not necessarily worried about this. Not yet anyways, because that has to get approved and Trump would have to approve that. And I I cannot see Trump going through with that. I really can't. But when you see videos like this that Matt Gates put up, the Democratic, the Democrat majority leader talking about how they're not being paid enough. Meanwhile, America, America's economy, the, the reason why it's tanking is because of people like him and the people in our government. It's not our fault. It's not COVID's fault. It is these people's fault. It's all their fault. Listen to what he's saying. It's, right, it's like in the first three seconds where he's saying, we're not getting paid enough. Members are going to be underpaid in this bill too. We beat our chest and we have money in there that says we don't get a cola. One more time. Aren't we so courageous? I'm disgusted by that, Mr. Speaker. I want all of America to know. I want all my constituents to know. Members... All of America is disgusted with you, sir. Listen to him again. Members are going to be underpaid in this bill, too. We Members are going to be underpaid in this bill, too. These, these people, I'm trying not to curse. These people have not missed one paycheck. What about the families that have lost their businesses, are about to lose their businesses, the employees that work for these businesses? You're open, then you're not. You're following the laws. You're, no, no, they're not laws. You're following the mandates. Then the mandates change. You're fined. You're closed down. You have to get creative of what you're doing, and it just keeps getting harder and harder and harder. But this guy, the Democratic leader here, is saying that we're not getting funded enough. We're not getting funded enough. Again, pounding his chest, and you wonder why. You wonder why 
more than ever right now, the people hate the people in our, in our government. They are not looking out for me or you. They haven't for a long time. But now it feels like everyone is waking up to this and a lot more people are caring for it. And this is going to be a rare occurrence. I can, I'm going to probably blow some ears off some people right now. AOC actually put a tweet out that I could, that I could agree with. But don't, don't get your panties in a bunch just yet. AOC tweeted this out. This is why Congress needs time to actually read this package before voting on it. Members of Congress have not read this bill. It's over 5,000 pages. It arrived at 2 p.m. today, and we were told to expect a vote on it in two hours. This isn't governance. It's hostage-taking. And you know what? AOC is 100% right in this regard. I said it before. Nobody can read 5,000 pages in two hours. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. And then and then you're going to vote on it. I can guarantee you a majority of all these people in Congress that voted on this didn't even know about any of these clauses as far as free speech and the censorship and the copyright stuff. That was just one aspect of it. I doubt they even know that's in there, but they're just like, guess what? We need to please our puppet masters. Let's put this through. We're not even... We're not even asked about it. We're, we don't have a chance to even weigh in on it. Two hours for them, zero for us, the peasants out here. But what's funny here, because I know I'm not going to get I'm not going to get away with uh, teaming with AOC for five for five seconds. But don't worry, Tim Pool here called her out. Meanwhile, AOC is bitching about this. You know who voted for it? Herself. AOC was a yay, Democrat, New York District 14. She voted for it, but yet she's bitching about how they don't have time to read it. Scum, snake, you're no different than the rest of them. Pieces of shit people. That's what she is. She had a good point, but then you would probably expect, okay, if she's saying this, she probably didn't vote for it, right? (laughs) No, she did. She voted for it anyways. So there you go, AOC. There you go. Thank you for, again, screw America first policy. But there is always one person that takes the cake as far as the person that says these $600, these $600 payments, they're significant. They're significant. But I'm going to play you a video here, ladies and gentlemen. Nancy Pelosi takes a trophy. And I wish I could have my brothers uh, make a nice, a nice ice cream trophy to send to her out in, out in San Francisco. I'm going to play a video here of Nancy Pelosi back in 2018 talking about how $1,000 was not good enough, but $600 now is more than significant. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, you want to know why they want to censor us? They want to put copyright claims on on videos like from C-SPAN, Fox, because when we expose people like this, we have the history, we have the receipts, we have the video. And videos like this are damning because they point, this isn't anyone, this isn't secondhand information. This is information straight from the mouth of these corrupt politicians. Listen, terms of the bo- listen to this. So the, the in terms of the bonus that corporate America received versus the crumbs that they are giving to workers to kind of put the schmooze on is so pathetic. We also have in the legislation... Uh, direct payments, which were not in the Republican bill, to America's working families. I would like them bigger, but they are uh, significant, and they will be going out soon. They are significant. 
If you broke down that $600 over that nine months, it's literally, I'm, I'm not a mathematician here. I know it's less than $100, less than $100 a month for all of us peasants out here. It's significant. And I'm not bashing on the people that would take the $600. I'm fine with that. It's the way it's being presented to us. It's the way it's being shown to us. We have no say in this. Zero. Nine months people were waiting for this, and it was all delayed because of Orange Man Bad. And the moment we get a vaccine and the possibility of a new president, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Nancy and the other and the other rhinos on both sides, they all of a sudden care about you and me. Isn't isn't that funny how that works? And yes. I did see in the chat here who said it. Uh, there is something that the Dems did try to put in that bill that is going to limit Trump's usage of possible using the Insurrection Act. I don't I don't have that. I saw that last minute before the show started. Um, that was something in there. But when I read that um, about the Insurrection Act, I, I can't possibly imagine that Trump is going to sign this and be okay with it. And the big reason why, oh, before we get to that, before we get to that, because I hate Nancy just as much as anybody, so let's laugh for a little bit. I saw the real clip of Nancy here uh, while talking about how significant this uh, how significant this. I would uh, like them to be bigger, but they are uh, significant, <laughs> and they will be going out soon. I would like One them to be bigger, but they are uh, significant, and they will be going out soon. I think it's I time like for Nancy to. Uh, to hang it up. <laughs> it's just time to hang them up. And uh, it's time to leave. It's time to leave. I don't know how Nancy would ever be able to walk down um, any kind of sidewalk or street. And uh, it just... I, this is why I can't stand these people. But the internet was having an amazing time with the announcement of the $600 stimulus. And just to give you an example, because again, Nancy says this is significant... This is just some of the uh, $600 stimulus check that you're going to be able to get with that big whopping money. Yes, a nice sliver of pizza for you all. And on top of it, who loves a burger with no burger? Oh my God, just got my stimulus check. (laughs) And Jordan Lancaster wrote here on Twitter, what are you going to do with your $600 stimulus check? Pay one of your 10 overdue bills, buy barely two weeks worth of groceries, pay a quarter of your rent, Question mark, use it to wipe your tears. I would say use it to wipe your own tears or wipe your own ass with it at this point. Because to me, taking the 600 is almost just, just as bad as not having anything. And maybe, maybe not having would be better because right now this is a spit in the face. So I want to come at this at another angle here because we were, I was under the impression this was just a COVID relief bill. I didn't realize this was going to get wrapped up in literally the entire almost the uh, budget for the entire government for the entire year. And this is what happened here. Brian, the great who's Brian Cates on Twitter made a super, I would call a very based uh, thread here describing what we're looking at here. So here's what all the people trolling for outrage clicks all day today. Didn't tell you the CCP virus relief bill was tacked on to the annual federal spending package. And this is, this is something I didn't realize. And this is why I'm bringing it up to you. Cause maybe you guys didn't realize either. This includes the defense budget, among other things. Yes, there's a lot to be upset about in the $900 billion relief bill, but people freaking out that includes defense budget items and foreign aid and a dozen other things don't understand what they're looking at or they do, and they are misleading you. From a lot of outraged comments I'm seeing, people seem to have been led to believe the $900 billion CCP virus relief bill and the $1.4 trillion annual federal spending bill are the same thing. 
like it was all supposed to be COVID relief. That is correct. I don't mean to shock anybody, but did you know, in the annual federal spending budget, there are hundreds of billions for the Defense Department, foreign aid, etc. Of course, there's massive amounts of waste and stupid programs. But this happens every year. The only difference this year is that Congress tacked the $900 billion COVID relief bill inside the annual federal spending package. It is what it is, but he continues here. Not saying they should have passed it. People freaking over, why is money in our COVID relief bill going to Israel for the Egyptian military? Don't even understand they're looking at a massive federal spending package. And to really tie this up here, the good part is they'll see the billions of dollars that get wasted on stupid programs that don't make any sense. That's the good part in this. It's mixed and end of thread. Now, that's what I want to point out to you guys. What I said before in the beginning of the show does not negate the anger that I have still. All this money going to Pakistan for gender studies for children. Money to Israel, money to Egypt, money to Venezuela. To me, this is eye-opening because I've never actually looked at this at these uh, spending spending budgets, these bills. Never before, because you know what we were doing? We're all living in the matrix. Not all of you. I was living in the matrix, going on about my life, while these crooks just send all of our taxpayer money to other countries, globalist foundations, literally satisfying the, the will of their whoever their lobbyists are. And this has been going on forever in this country. But now because of COVID and everything being so polarizing, everything with a country on lockdown... There are so many more of us actually paying attention, and now we're seeing exactly why the hell does our money go to these places? Where's America first? Where is it? We weren't asking that question before Trump got here. Where is America first? It was never first. It was always America last. We've been, we've been awake now, some, many for many years, myself in the last two and a half years, but my God, my God, and you wonder why things are the way they are here. It's no surprise. It's really not surprised. And speaking of lobbyists, because lobbyists are a huge part of this. And this is why I love saying I'm learning with you guys. And a lot of you may know how this works already. I'm still new to a lot of this stuff. D.C. is crawling with lobbyists year round. And again, Brian the Great here. And the annual federal spending package is their big moment. These lobbyists spend all year working our Congress for their big moment. And this is exactly what is going on right now. Certain rich people spend a lot, a whole lot of their money lobbying our Congress around the clock for a year, and they expect their investment in lobbyists and graft to pay off. And the day the annual federal spending package is passed is the day they get the return. They pass this monstrous $1 trillion plus bill every year with all this stuff dropped in at once to avoid accountability. It's always been done during a time the public is preoccupied with other things and not really paying attention. That This year we are paying attention, and that is the point. And we rarely find out which specific members of Congress got lobbied, which means bribed, with a couple thousand dollars to put stuff like a $115 million payout to the people running a wild horse and borough program and the annual, annual federal spending bill. They take their fingerprints off. This is how our corrupt system works. It's been like this for decades. Rich donors send lobbyists to D.C. to work the room and find members of Congress who in exchange for a couple hundred thousand dollars will send hundreds of millions of our taxpayer dollars into programs, industries, companies, the donors control. And you wonder why, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in this D.C. swamp hates Trump because Trump put us first. He put America first. These people are always about putting us last and enriching themselves and their families, and they don't give a shit about me or you. And a lot of you have known this 
I never cared enough till two and a half years ago when I started getting into this. And there has to be a better way to about this. There has to be a better way. But the only other thing I want to mention on this on, on this uh, on this bill real quick is this one little point here um, from We the Inevitable talking about how this bill is an omnibus. And all that means is POTUS can allocate it wherever he wants. Only a budget determines where the money gets spent. And we're going to have to see how this plays out. Apparently, Trump has the power because this is an omnibus um, bill. Um, it says right here, House Democrats file omnibus spending bill. This was just yesterday. Trump has the power to decide where that money goes ultimately. But the thing is here, the thing is here, Trump can just veto this garbage and send it back. And until it's America first, he doesn't have to do anything with it. But time is of the essence because January is coming. So he doesn't have all day, but he can still do that. And the thing with Trump is, I want you guys to remember this back in October. Trump said this back in October. If I'm sent a standalone bill, which is exactly what we wanted, a standalone bill. We don't need a bill with 5,400 pages with money going to Pakistan gender studies. A standalone bill for $1,200. They will go out to our great people immediately. I am ready to sign right now. Are you listening, Nancy? Are you listening? And this was, remember, this was October 6th, right before the Hunter Biden stuff really started to ramp up, right around mid-October. Things were still, we were really feeling good. Our momentum was on our side. And all of a sudden that changed. Trump was ready to sign a standalone bill for just the American people to send something. And we would have been grateful for it. Plenty of businesses would have been grateful for it. But now, because the D.C. Swamp Rats got back in, and here we are. Back to business as usual. Screw America first policy. Here you go, guys. $600. But the thing is here, Candace Owens says it the best Every American left and right should be calling for a veto of the stimulus deal, which provides more funding to foreign governments and to American art centers than to American people. And again, Kennedy Center, 26 million. Smithsonian, 1 billion. National Art Gallery, 154 uh, million. National Art Humanities, $167 million. Guys, our, con- our, the, our, our small businesses, our families, they're dying. They're dying. And it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And it's really hard to sit here and just and just try to uh, watch all this, watch all this happen, and uh, all that stuff. So, Todd, I just saw your message. I'm gonna have to look at it in a little bit, and uh, I'll look at the DM because I'm sure there's other uh, other news coming out too. So let's keep the ball rolling here. Let's transition gears here. I want to get to this Patrick Byrne story that was coming out over the weekend. We might have talked about it a little bit, but Patrick Byrne here was in the White House during during one of these uh, crazy, insane meetings talking about how Trump and his advisors, he's surrounded by snakes up to his waist. Literally all of his uh, general counsel, his lawyers are just, they're, they're wusses. They're saying no to everything as far as the election. I just want to give you some, some really good knowledge here as to somebody that was actually in the room in some very recent updates of what this man witnessed and what he said today in the interview as well. President Trump's advisors want him to lose the election or lying to him, according to Patrick Byrne, the former Overstock.com CEO, who says he was part of a lengthy White House meeting on December 18th. Trump is lied to by his own advisors who tell staff, get the president to concede while they stall him. 
Byrne specifically pointed to White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, General Counsel Pat Cipollone, and a pair of attorneys who were referred to by their first names, Eric and Derek. The White House didn't respond to requests for comment by press time. I can promise you President Trump is being terribly served by his advisors, Byrne said. They want him to lose and are lying to him. He is surrounded by mendacious mediocrities. And he also said he would have he would have fired them himself right there in that room. But Trump hasn't done that, hasn't done it. Don't know why. But hearing that, hearing that was super concerning, super concerning. And people, I mean, I know I was on with 412 yesterday. He asked me, why does Trump surround himself with these people? To be honest, I don't know. Maybe these people were all on board because maybe they realized four years ago, well, he's president. Let's get on the boat now. Hmm. Are we going to be back to business as usual? Are they part of this? Are they part of the uh, problem as well? They see Trump being out the path of least resistance. Let's just give up, move on to Joe Biden. We can all move on with our snake lives here in DC. That's what that sounds like to me, but there was audio here. I want you guys to hear from um, the podcast that Patrick Byrne himself did with Tracy beans and Frank on their dark delight podcast of him talking about, the interaction about how all Trump has to do right now is sign one piece of paper and this all comes crashing down on the bad guys. Listen to uh, just this one part here at Patrick Byrne, one minute talking about this. We can't bend the knee to this is what I'm saying. You know, the, we, we, it's up to us to get the information out there yep. and we can get the information out there. If the president will just sign the right piece of paper, he's surrounded by people who at best, or begrudgingly let him take half measures in terms of, or quarter measures in terms of pursuing that evidence. What he should be doing is giving Sidney Powell and Mike Flynn carte blanche to pursue the evidence. And there's a single piece of paper he can sign that's all been written up that would give Sidney Powell the ability to pursue the evidence. She's been, she will bite the ass off a bear. This is one ball buster of a woman and she will have that evidence and it'll be all written up by January 4th. It ain't that hard. We know exactly what happened and we know where it happened. We have all the whistleblowers and affidavits. We just want to inspect some computer machine. It was some computer hard drives and we'll have it. I love where he says Sidney Powell will bite a chunk off bite the ass off of a bear. I love that. And the second part here is even more eye-opening. Listen to this real quick. It's crazy. How many people listen to your show, but sign the page, you know, unleash Sidney Powell is what he needs to do. And listen, Rudy, oh, by the way, none of that negative stuff I said goes for Rudy. Rudy's terrific. And he's got a fine team. It's you know what there's there's a team of computer forensic people that i've been paying and such and, and who've been organized they have been feeding both sydney and rudy what they the what they find they're the ones who did the michigan the antra michigan thing and are doing lots of other things around the country supporting both sydney and rudy but if uh what the president do should do rudy cannot be the special counsel uh, because he's the president's private lawyer, but Sidney could be, and the president should appoint Sidney Powell special counsel to investigate this. By January first, we'll have all, or second, or fourth. Can they we'll have let's all pre- the evidence? Well, she'll have people indicted. If, if if he signs that piece of paper, there'll be half a dozen people indicted by let, January first. Let me. Ask- if she signs that piece, if he signs that piece of paper, Sidney Powell can have a half a dozen people indicted. 
by January 4th. <clears throat> now, everything that I've seen, this guy has been authentic. He didn't vote for Trump or Biden, but he's he's very aware of the psyop that is happening right now in our country, and he doesn't want the country to be hijacked by this evil. And for me, that's good enough. And from what I'm seeing here, Sidney Powell is, is good, fine by him, Giuliani, all of them. But we're hearing these talks of Sidney Powell becoming special counsel and what kind of power that brings it. But remember when I talked about the uh, the New York Times story on my Saturday show, talking about how Sidney Powell and General Flynn are talking about martial law, Insurrection Act, using the military to do a military coup and taking over the country that way. Patrick Byrne put a damper on that immediately. I was there for the full four and a half hour meeting. Claims military coup martial law were discussed is 100% fabrication. So there you go, New York Times. Trump is lied to by his own advisors who tell staff get the president concede while they stall Trump. Meadows and lawyers Eric and Derek, general counsel Pat Cipollone is also the leaker. Now, that was very interesting. Very, very interesting. But this part here is the most recent part that I have from Patrick Byrne talking about where this could um, eventually go in the direction that we're going to be seeing all this play out. This is from Murray um, on Twitter here, this thread from In the Matrix podcast with Patrick Byrne. Byrne states that President Trump wanted to move forward with Sidney Powell as White House special counsel last Friday and that he was authorizing her to be given a special clearance, noted that Pat Cipollone was working to talk him out of it. When she called Mark Meadows the next day in an effort to begin setting up an office at the White House, Sidney Powell was going to be setting up an office. She was rebuffed. She then replied that she would, at, she would at least need a badge to be able to go back and forth, which was also rebuffed. She then went to the White House on Monday, and they essentially kicked her out, and she wasn't allowed to see the president. This is Sidney Powell being kicked out of the White House by their advisors. If this account was accurate and the president's own White House counsel team are deliberately defying and sculling his wishes, this sounds like it could be a massive problem. I know there aren't many, if any, lawyers in the entire United States that I would trust more to fight the truth and justice than Sydney. I am confident that she always has the best interests of the United States and the rule of law in mind and has the integrity to let the chips fall where they may, even if that means that she discovers insufficient evidence of fraud to prove the proof that President Trump was the rightful victor, no matter the reality of what is occurring behind closed doors, I know that America can trust her to de dedicate her complete focus. But seeing and reading this, you can see that the swamp is definitely not completely drained. There is still roadblocks being put in front of Trump that have been causing these delays. And it's really insane to be seeing this still. And from what I've seen, Patrick Byrne has been pretty reliable as, as far as this information, and he's doing the right thing by Trump. But then this, but reading that has not put a damper on my faith as to anything that's going on. And even General Flynn here weighed in and said, I attended this widely reported meeting, and Donald Trump won bigly. And this is where I want to get on a positive note with everybody, ladies and gentlemen. There are positive things coming, which I'm about to show you. The entire world knows it. Now strong hearts are required. And when he says this, we have a process America is awakened and both the truth and God are on our side. May his light shine upon thee. It looks like General Flynn, when he said this, something is locked and loaded and ready to go. And it's just waiting to be unleashed. And it's just, a, just waiting for the right time to do it. Now, I just wanted to throw this in here from Jenna Ellis. I don't know how I feel about Jenna Ellis, to be on completely honest. I know she's trying to help Trump. 
But she said this to everyone balking at not using the Insurrection Act, which is not applying this context. Consider that President Trump himself tweeted that it's fake news. He's even considering it. He is also a constitutionalist. We do not undermine the rule of law. Problem. The only problem I have with this that I don't agree with, Jenna, have you, you've seen the courts. You've seen how you were treated in these hearings. You saw what the Supreme Court did. The rule of law? Who is upholding the rule of law besides Trump? Who? Who else? Besides cops? Who else? Which we're going to get into a little bit about police at the end of the show. Who else? I don't think it's going to take military intervention. I hope not. But I don't like that she just took that completely off the table. That might not be an option right now because there's other avenues to try first. But I don't think that can be said completely off the table. Trump's not just going to hand over over the president to Joe and say, oh, I tried. I'm going to move on with my life. That's not going to happen. But Trump here... Trump has been hinting at some big things and not just what I'm going to show you here. I'm going to go through this quickly uh, to get to show you all the good stuff that I'm seeing that just came out probably a little over an hour ago. Trump is saying big news is coming out of Pennsylvania about drop boxes. There's not much more information about that. I've seen enough about drop boxes and the mail-in votes. We know it's corrupt, but supposedly there is big news coming out about drop boxes in Pennsylvania. That was just yesterday that was reported from the Epic Times. Where I really believe this is going to be going is this scenario right here. Because this, to me, is the path of least resistance. You don't have to involve the military. It's in the Constitution. To me, it's the softest landing. And what am I talking about is this right here. We've been hearing that there are going to be um, electors challenging challenging the vote on, January's, on January 6th. And when that happens... It's going to set up these events, which I'm about to show you here. Additionally, Republicans in Pennsylvania and Arizona have asked the U.S. Congress not to accept the votes assigned by the state secretary of state. Should this happen, Pence, he is then instructed by the law to request these states immediately send accurate electoral college certificates before January 6th. Raikland told National File that Pence will essentially force states to reclaim their constitutional power to appoint electoral college votes. That forced the state legislator's hand, said Raikland. Pence can force the legislator to reclaim their constitutional power, hold a session, and appoint the electoral college votes themselves as the Supreme Court did not address this issue. Mike Pence can ultimately decide this right now. And it's in the Constitution if it's contested, there is no need for military intervention. The electors can then, the legislator can then reclaim their power and hold their session. And guess what? Trump wins in this scenario. And according to Raikland, the Constitution will allow these states to be completely stricken from electoral college if Penn should refuse to accept them. And the number of electoral college votes required to win would shrink dramatically from 270. President Trump would win under a simple majority of electoral college votes, 232. 227 without any risk of triggering a contingent election. And I honestly, I hope that is the way this all goes down. Because nobody has to be in the streets. It's going to happen. People are going to riot regardless on both sides. It's going to happen. That's going to happen. We have to accept that. But as far as military intervention, bodies on the streets, people being shot, I don't want to see any of that. I I don't, we've been through enough through this country there are enough whack jobs out there now than, than we probably have ever seen. This is the way I think is going to get laid out. And Mike Pence, unless Mike Pence is a snake too, I highly doubt that because he'll get crucified if he turns turncoat on Trump now. 
I can't see that happening. Pence wants to be there for another four years. So that is where I see this going. But now we're going to get to the juicy stuff. It's been an hour into the show already, guys, and we're getting to the juicy stuff now. I'm telling you, you guys are going to get excited. It's going to be really fun showing you what I see now as some big, big stuff. So before the show started, this is what I saw. Memo signed by POTUS allowing the U.S. attorney to use classified information as he deems necessary in connection with his review, including in a grand jury or other proceeding related to the investigation to election 2016. What this is saying here, Trump's new attorney general is going to be given given unrestricted access to literally everything. And he's also going to be including access to a grand jury. And what is a grand jury used for, ladies and gentlemen? That is used for indictments. This was put out at 4.15, 4.17, not even a couple of hours ago. Let's continue. What else does this do? Trump's order eliminates the ability of the CIA or other intelligence community agencies from exercising a veto over whether documents or info they generate may be presented to a grand jury and paneled by John Durham to investigate the Russia hoax. What have we been railing about about Gina Haspel and FBI Director Ray? They are stonewalling. They are blocking. They are just not doing anything. They are sitting on this information waiting for the clock to come out. This new order throws that right out the window. Trump can now take whatever the hell he wants and give it access to his new attorney general and also access to the grand jury so they can issue subpoenas or maybe, maybe just indictments. It's insane. And you can see here, the White House announced today that Trump signed an order on December 18th giving John Durham the authority to present classified information to a grand jury, information that has not been out yet investigating the Russian collusion hoax. Previous DOJ regulations required the consent of the specific classifying agency, a.k.a. the CIA, needed permission from them. Not anymore. This this is good. This is really good. And to give you those, the, the uh, I guess you can call it the uh, cliff notes of the memo, this helps extending declassification authority under new attorney general, Info can be used in Durham's now criminal investigative proceedings, including a grand jury. And the attorney general has a D-class authority until Durham investigation is completed. Unless revoked by the president himself, the new attorney general is going to have full out unrestricted D-class authority. And the only person that can stop him is the president himself. And you know damn well, Trump's going to be like, have at it. Trump's been saying it for months now, and I'm sure his advisors were advising him not to do this. All the cards need to be on the table now. Drop the bomb. Drop it. Give us full D-class. Let the American people know exactly what happened. This attorney general now is going to have the power to do that. And the only person that gets his way is the president himself. And you know he's not going to do that. This is exciting, ladies and gentlemen. And on top of this, just to throw this in there, President Trump expected to veto the defense bill, which is awesome. Hopefully because of the uh, Section 230 with uh, social media. But to add on to the good feelings, the good vibes, ladies and gentlemen, with this, Ezra Cohen Watnick, we all know, he is the uh, he's the boogeyman, the boogeyman of the deep state. Ezra Cohen of the District of Columbia to be a member and now the chairperson of the Public Interest 
Declassification Board. By who? No other. By President Donald Trump announces intent to appoint individuals to key administration posts. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump is not doing this because he is leaving. I can tell you that right now. Ezra Cohen-Watnick, he is the now the chairperson of what sounds to me the avenue of getting this declass to the public. It's literally called the Public Interest Declassification Board. And Ezra, who we know is a loyalist to Trump, is going to be in control of that now. Huge stuff that we should all be extremely excited about. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you hopium. When this stuff comes out, I have no idea. But I, all I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm seeing steps and moves being made to signal that Trump is getting ready to do something big. I don't know what that is. I don't know what form that's going to be. I don't know if this is going to have multiple tentacles. Is it going to be a huge 2016 D-class bomb? And then something crazy happens with Dominion voting machines and the entire investigation thing gets blown up. Everything starts falling our way. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be one big event, multiple events, Sidney Powell becoming a special uh, prosecutor. I don't know. All I know is that something big is the stage for something big is being set. And I believe why Trump is telling everybody and all the Patriots to go to D.C. on the 6th. And Ron here tweeted on January 6th, every elector needs to be contested individually. This then requires a two hour debate per elector. Dozens of electors may force it into overtime, forcing a legislative vote in the House with each state getting one vote along party lines. This case, Donald Trump would win. That was the scenario I was just talking about. But the reason why I want to bring this up here, for everyone that, that, that contests, they get, a, they get a two-hour debate session per elector. I hope to God this is on national television, ladies and this is This is must-watch pay-per-view television. In an event like this, if this is how it plays out, we're going to know exactly who is for America first and who is for America last. If that gets televised and this is the, the road we go down, political ca- careers are going to be born and solidified and political careers are going to be destroyed permanently. Especially, especially if the Republicans, if the rhinos are out here saying we're not going through with this, we felt the election was good, no fraud, you can kiss their political careers goodbye. There are 74 plus million Americans that, are, that love Trump or for Trump and they have no problem Primarying every one of their asses right out the door. So along with all that news that I just gave you guys, there's been murmurs of meetings, more meetings since the uh, the ones I just told you about with Sidney Powell. Sidney Powell's been there. Michael Flynn has been there. And the be- th- this is so funny to me. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the one that the media crucified as a, as a Q person, she put this video out yesterday talking about how she is going to be one of the members here to challenge the, the election and how more how they're picking up steam and more people are getting behind her. Listen to this. Just finished with our meetings here at the White House this afternoon. We had a, had a great planning session for our January 6th objection. We aren't going to let this election be stolen by Joe Biden and the Democrats. President Trump won by a landslide. Call your House reps, call your senators from your states. We've got to make sure they're on board and we already have a lot of people engaged. Okay, stay tuned. Stay tuned. And just on top of this, Mark Meadows was also, I mean, 
Patrick Byrne, he didn't he didn't have really negative negative things to say about Mark Meadows, but he pretty much said he doesn't think Mark Meadows has the courage to follow to follow through with what the American people want. But Mark, I'll throw it in there. Mark Meadows tweeted this out. Several members of Congress just finished a meeting in the Oval Office of President Trump preparing to fight back against mounting evidence of voter fraud. Stay tuned. And this is the this is really what I've been hearing as far as as far as these other other lawyers and other other electors and people in the Senate and other Republicans getting behind um, all this going on here. And the most recent um, update, as far as I know, as far as the election fraud, um, this is going to be from the Georgia House. This is from RSBN. Georgia House Governmental Affairs Committee will hold another hearing on election integrity tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Scheduled to participate, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensberger, catch it live with the RSBN. So that's going to be on tomorrow. Um, depending on what information comes out of that, I'm sure me and Methods will at least touch on it uh, to see what that's all about. But we'll see. We'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Kemp threw Raffensperger under the bus, and now all of a sudden one of them caved, and now they're trying to get to transparency to save their sorry asses. But we'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens with that because I, I don't know. To me... Georgia, Michigan, they're they're on the same level as far as uh, as far as corrupt. Um, but <laughs> we'll have to see what happens with all that and see where see where that goes. Just want to see this real quick here. Pull this up. Where is my thing here? Looking, 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 looking. There we go. All right, guys, let's get into the sponsor of the night, and then we're going to jump back into the content because I want to talk about a story that happened um, yesterday with out in Oregon with uh, Trump protesters going into the Capitol building and being maced by police. And I want to I put my two cents in on that as we wrap up the show here. But first, I want to show you guys the sponsor of tonight's show. This is my mother's business. It's called Alula Wellness slash Breakthrough M2. It is a diet program, which I myself will be taking on in the beginning of the new year because I put on some COVID weight myself since quitting my job and being home so much. But want to point this out to everybody and what it is. This is their website. So Breakthrough M2 is fast, effective. Actually, whoop, that's what I'm supposed to read here. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. There we go. Man, I'm sorry, Mom, botching your ad here. Breakthrough M2 is fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that's used homeopathic liquid drops in a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help to clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need. Abnormal fat. While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use a detailed food list and exact amounts that help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds, and men can lose 30 to 40 pounds. Doing our program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. And what I'm going to be doing right now, all the mods, if you can, please drop the link here. I'll put it in, put it in the chats here on D Live, and if you can, over here on Twitch. There you go. That is the sign-up sheet, guys, to get the uh, to to read more about the program, how you can sign up, the next steps after that. And guys, when you use code woke twenty woke twenty twenty one, you're gonna get free shipping and ten dollars off your order. I myself, I've done this diet probably about three years ago. I lost probably thirty pounds in three weeks, and I probably have a little bit more to lose than that. But I'm gonna be starting that on uh, January first, 
And um, if any of you guys, we're going to be doing it together if any of you guys want to join this. But it's supporting this channel. You're supporting my mom's uh, local business here that's been in business for almost 10 years. It's a super successful diet. It's a diet I can promise you no one, none of you have ever done before. And it's super. The results are fantastic. So that is the sponsor of today. If you guys can share that link and sign up there, I'd really appreciate it. So I want to get into the story here about the, these Trump supporters going into the state capitol building. I'm just going to play a quick a quick clip of this um, just to show you, give you guys a, a piece if you didn't see what happened here yesterday. Watch this. They're saturating people with bear maze. They got them over there completely sprayed. Don't look at it. It makes it worse. Listen, officer. What are you getting? Oh, people sprayed them. People. You are traitors. You are traitors people to the Constitution. Okay. It's just, yeah, no, I know, I know. You are violating your oh, You are violating the Constitution of the United States. People are going to get in. They're spraying you the state. They're, they're in. People are in. The doors are open. The doors are open. They breached it. Come on, guys. Hey, get up here. Stop standing on the sidelines. This is why they continue to do what they do. Because we keep standing back here and watching everybody else stand for our freedom. Get up here and stand for your freedom, princess. I'm not asking you to engage in criminal activity. I'm asking you to stand with us. Our kids are hurting. It's enough standing around. Let's go. If you're in the back, come up here and fight. I'll die for my freedom. I'm ready. I'm ready. The doors are open. The police went inside. And you start to hear people coughing. So people are now exiting the building. So to give you guys some background, I don't, there was something going on. This is out in Oregon. There was, this is the Capitol building. There was some things that were done behind closed doors. I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but they're pissed off with the, uh, with the governor. The Patriots are sick and tired of, of these lockdowns. Their lives are getting ruined and it just keeps getting worse. Especially if you live in one of these Democrat ultra democratic uh, strongholds. Um, and they went in there and they voiced their opinions. This is a public building. The problem I have with this and a problem that I could foresee coming. Hopefully, it won't last too long. I had a huge problem with this because not only were these these uh, Trump supporters carrying American flags, carrying Trump signs, they were carrying back the blue signs and flags. You have people going in there, and they they get through the doors. And you know what you know what the governor does? The governor calls in riot squad. They call in the riot squad. They get, it's the same thing, shields, the face thing, everything. They bring them in, and they and these and these police, they say it's an unlawful unlawful gathering, and they can then say, you are now required to leave. This is now considered an unlawful gathering, and can say you're rioting, and then they can take whatever measure that they would normally take out on Tifa, Proud Boys, whoever it is that they want to remove. But now. Now they're doing it to to uh, the right to to what we would consider our side. The media the media was calling these people far right far right fringe groups and far right conspiracy theorists. Most of these people look older, 50s, 60s, 70s. No offense to anyone out there, but it looked like more of an older crowd. 
And these people are going in there. They're demanding justice, which they have every right to. And they're getting maced. The police are, are macing them. I don't know if anyone got arrested. They're pushing these people back. It's getting hostile. I just want to bring up a point here. These, these police officers, and I always back the police, what's going to start happening when the police officers start breaking the constitutional law and they become thugs themselves, the police that don't care? They just don't care? Because we can't sit here and think all police are, are for Trump and, uh, you know, our constitution because they're absolutely not. A lot of them are probably fed up with this all, all together. But how many cops do you see quitting, leaving because they cannot enforce these laws? Depending on what county you live in, depending on what state you're in, certain jurisdictions, there are police out there that aren't enforcing these, uh, these COVID mandates. They're not. Some are. But I want to know, I would love to know what you guys think. When Antifa is going up against police that they have grudges with, and then you have the same police macing Trump supporters for, for doing nothing wrong, nothing illegal, nothing criminal happened. And now they're macing the people that are defending them, that support them. This can go down an extremely ugly road. And this is why I'm saying the road with Joe Biden, it's going to be nothing but bad things. And it's going to get worse because Biden... I don't know if I have the clip lined up here. Biden said, we're, we're just beginning. The darkest part is just ahead of us. What do you think is going to happen? Because Antifa and the left, they've done it right. Not, not Let me take that back. They've done it better than us as far as getting what they want and, and gathering and organizing and communicating. Not by any means are they doing anything right. But the way they're, the way they're, they're trying to push their agenda. They've, they've made some waves, and obviously they have, they have support of, um, of some really bad people that have a lot, that have really deep pockets. But what's going to happen? Because when you have people like Brian Stelter here comparing Trump supporters, right wing, the right-wing media machine, comparing them to ISIS, calling them terrorists, these same people that are just being called terrorists, I've been called a terrorist by, by Facebook personally, Crowd trying to force their way into the state capitol building. What's going to happen when these people, when veterans, when younger people, not just younger people, just people in general, when the veterans start getting poked, the people that don't want to be bothered start getting poked, when police officers are not, I heard, I was listening to Tim Poole last night, They call he calls them oath breakers. They're supposed to, when, I, correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone's a police officer out there, when you get this job, I'm pretty sure you ha- you're sworn to uphold the constitution. And it would not surprise me one bit in these Democratic strongholds that 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 whole that whole the whole con- the see where the constitution and we're just we're going to bypass that we're not we're, we don't uphold that here. What's going to start happening? I would really love to know because as far as we know it, if we were to go down the road with Joe Biden, these lockdowns are never going to end. They're never going to end, and I'm seeing something very. Very evil trying to make its headway because really what all this is, we've we talked about the Great Reset on this channel. The entire world is waiting for America to get in line to get set up for the Great Reset, and that's what they're waiting for. And they know if Trump's there, it ain't going to happen. Trump's going to end these lockdowns. He's going to end these mass mandates. Remember, it was three weeks to, to, uh, to stop the curve or bend the curve, whatever the hell this rhetoric was.
And then it was, it was a vaccine. Vaccine's never going to get done in a year. It's impossible. Trump can't do it. Vaccine comes. What do we start seeing change? Oh, the vaccine's here. You still have to social distance. You still have to mask up. We're still closing businesses down. And not only that, not only that, out in the UK, a mandatory three-week lockdown for the entire country. And you want to know why? Because supposedly there's this new strain that's evolving and it spreads much faster than COVID-19. Much faster. So we go into more fear porn, more doom porn, and we're going to cut down and, and just completely shut down the entire country. And the worst part about this is that's, that, that, is the, that is the justification for this. But when we see Deborah Burks here, one of the main faces of the COVID task force, enjoying her Thanksgiving as she traveled to Delaware in her vacation home with three generations of her family from two different households, But you know what her excuse was? I'll find Oh, here it is. She said the purpose of the visit was to winterize her home. You've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. You're going to call Trump supporters terrorists. You're going to gaslight the nation. You're going to gaslight the businesses that have been closed down for months and say, the vaccine's here, but guess what? We're still we're still in lockdown. A hundred days, hundred days. We're just a little bit more, as Joe Biden would say, just a little bit more. They are never going to give this power back. They're going to continue to strangle out small business, and no one would be surprised if if there's this new strain that comes out, supposedly, and Trump's vaccine doesn't work on it. And then that turns into, up oh, Trump's Operation Warp Speed, nothing but garbage. He didn't accomplish anything. But now we have this new strain to deal with, and we're going to continue to lock down. I could totally see, see that being a play here because we were already seeing it in the UK. London closed down. They wouldn't, they wouldn't let people leave London. But they had people from Brazil flying in that are, have COVID cases up the ass. They were able to fly in that same night that they were, they were stopping people in their own country from leaving. Guys, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. And if Joe Biden ends up getting president, which he's not going to, but if we were to go down that road, it's going to be nothing but bad things. Nothing but bad things. And you can see the writing on the wall. Absolutely seeing it because it's not just the COVID. I'm seeing things like this on the Daily Caller. Uh, this new brain-eating amoeba may be moving north due to climate change. <laughs> you have two... Two completely just beat to death narratives combined into one headline here. We have climate change. Climate change is now causing brain-eating amoeba. Maybe this will be the new thing after the new COVID strain. But you know what's funny? These countries are just locking down, just doing, just completely just overstepping their reach. They have the power. And we get this from Zero Hedge. CDC says at this time there is no evidence that SARS COVID-2 variant causes more severe illness or increased risk of death. But guess what? Because of science, we're going to lock down anyways. It's insane. But you want to know why, guys? I know this is a huge scam. I've known it was a scam for a long time. The moment we found out that this originated in China in an upcoming election year. From Breitbart, Wuhan goes from coronavirus central to China's party town. 
China is partying it up, especially out in Wuhan. The city soon underwent a draconian 76-day lockdown as its hostels struggled to deal the tidal wave. Today, everything is different. As Ratters, as Ratters report, revelers are once more thronging the nightclubs, bars, and restaurants of the central Chinese city of 11 million residents. Discarding the shackles of lockdown and partying hard, ready for the dawn of 2021. I need to tell you, us as Americans being in the beginning of COVID, we all followed the rules. We were all wearing masks for the most part. Everyone was doing their thing to get through with this months, 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 months. It never ended. Apparently, it only took China 76 days, supposedly, to get through all this. And they're parting it up. Back to business as usual for China. And it, just, to, just to dig the knife in a little bit more, China, earlier this month, the city even launched a promotional video to attract tourists. Because you know out in China, this thing, they know it was fake. They knew they created it. They did this to damage us and many other countries. They're fine. They're they're doing their thing in their in their communist in their wasteland. They don't care. And their mind Trump's on their on his way out. Mission accomplished. Time to party. Open up our open up the countries and uh here we go. Here we go. They can party it up. And here's Joe Biden literally talking about this. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are just ahead of us. Listen to this garbage. Of this week. And I can and I must ask them to do it again next year. But even with the changes in approach I'm going to put in place in late January, people are still going to be getting sick and dying from COVID. One thing I promise you about my leadership during this crisis, I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. And here's the simple truth. Our darkest days in the battle against COVID are ahead of us, not behind us. So we need to prepare. That right there is supposedly going to be our new president-elect. Our new president-elect. And Joe Biden here, he was asked a question about his uh, his son. And he, he said something here. I'm going to pull it up here just a minute. I know we're going over time, but I know we had a lot to cover. Let's see, where is it? I have it up here somewhere. I know I tweeted it out. Oh, yes, here it is. Listen to this. A reporter asked Joe Biden about his son. And listen to what Joe Biden says in response to it. This this is supposedly our next president. Thank you guys. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. I promise you my Justice Department will be totally on its own making its judgments about how they should proceed. Thank you. You're a one-horse pony. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. This babbling fool. This babbling Chinese puppet. Yeah, my Justice Department will take the proper email. My Justice Department is going to let my son off the hook. That's what that means. And just to tie up tonight's show, I love these pictures that Dan Scavino has been dropping. Um, this was the first one over the weekend. Trump looking at Abraham Lincoln. Then it was Andrew Jackson with the phone. And then on top of it, Trump looking at Winston, uh, Winston Churchill here. To me, signaling moves are being made. Things are being done. And all 
that good stuff. I'm excited for the future, guys. I hope you are, too. Absolutely wonderful. So, guys, if you can, for me, before you head out the door, please check out wokesocieties.com. This is where I house my content. You can donate there only through Cash App. My PayPal was deplatformed as of last week. But you can also go to my store tab and check out my amazing Christmas ornaments. You probably won't get to anything by Christmas by now, but you can still buy some Christmas ornaments for next year. But we have the 2020 participation trophy that would make an excellent New Year's gift because we all know, we all know somebody that's been through hell this year. So why not give them a nice trophy to commemorate it? But on top of it, we have all of our woke merch here, our V-necks for the ladies, hoodies, defund the media, coffee mugs, a whole bunch of coffee mugs, glassware, these awesome Yeti style Punisher water bottles. They're really beautiful. I have one myself. We have the Woke Society's beanie, the Drunk Wives Matter wine tumbler, all the hats that you guys can get, all that good stuff. We have magnets, the Shifter Spoon American Flag battery pack. We have something for everybody and everybody. So go check that out. And you guys can also check out WokeSocieties.tv where you can also find all my um, exclusive content, which will I will have live streaming on there. I just have to set it up. I'm on that platform too, so they'll be involved. And I'm, as soon as the new year starts, I'll have um, some exclusive content for there. But you can sign up for a $7.99. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription, or you can sign up yearly. And with that, you actually are able to get onto Roku. You can watch my shows from the comfort of your television from the Roku when you sign up at wokesocieties.tv. And if my mods can for me, I would love you all to drop my, my new Gab TV channel. Um, let me pull that up here. This is something new. This is something I'm excited about. I am all in with Gab. I trust Andrew Torba, Neon Revolts over there, um, but nothing but but helping us uh, move over there and setting this up, and it's only going to get better. Um, we need our own Patriot platforms, and I trust Gab. I trust Pilled. Those are really the only ones that I honestly trust, um, to be completely honest. So if you all can in the chat, please go subscribe there. Subscribe on my Rumble. Subscribe on BitChute. Here you go for the mods in DLive. Please just go subscribe on Gab to my Gab TV channel and all that good stuff. And let me get that out on Twitch. Oh, little cat, you're the, you're the best. Little cat, you're the best. Thank you. Just go subscribe. It's free. And you know, at some point, they're going to have live streaming. Don't know when. They just rolled this out, so we'll take it a step at a time here. But plenty of platforms to be excited about. And uh, we're making our own sovereign platforms. We will never have to rely on big tech ever again. And that is exactly where we all need to head. So let's have a good time here. Just hang out, hang out with everybody in the chat. I don't get to hang out with the chat. What I'm planning on doing guys, um, hopefully in the, in the new year, I'm, I'm trying to get a co-host. I have some, uh, I've, I have, I know uh, me and me and thinking Patriot have been talking, doing some uh, like have, have you on a little bit. But having um, having a co-host for the other days, and um, I'm trying to make a five-day schedule. That is what I'm trying to aim for, and um, gonna be that's what I'm gonna be looking around. But a lot of this stuff is still up in the air. A lot of stuff to iron out as far as my schedule, my family, and all that stuff. New baby coming, a bunch of whole stuff. Um, but that is in the plans. Tomorrow I'm gonna be on with Methods of Madness at 2:30 p.m. Eastern. Thursday I am taking the day off. It's Christmas Eve to go see family um, down in Jersey. But Christmas, um, I might do something. I know Methods is going to be doing something at 2.30. I think Red Pill is doing a show. 
Um, so I'm going to do something too. Why not? I was thinking about it anyways. I'm going to be home. Um, as long as I spend time with my wife and family before I do it, I'm okay. So I'm going to be, uh, I'll do that. And uh, I don't know if we'll have content. We probably will. Um, but either way, um, we can even hang out. Maybe I'll open up the phone lines. We can all talk and have a good time and all that good stuff. So that is what's on the docket. And then Saturday will be a normally regular stream. And then we're back onto it. And who knows what the world's going to be like by then. So uh, Little Woke is going to be due sometime in June as of right now. Don't know the gender yet. As soon as I find out the gender, you all will know as well. I don't wait for that and all that good stuff. Let's see. Let's see here. Very good. All right. Well, that was that was a that was a fun song. <laughs> Ended a little bit earlier than I wanted to, but it's fine. Let me just make sure I haven't missed any donations or anything like that. Don't want to leave anybody out. All that good stuff. Okay, didn't miss any donations. Beautiful. Let me hop over on Pilled real quick. I didn't even have time to check the end of the numbers tonight, but that's fine. You guys crushed it tonight. I know, I think we peaked at three. What did we peak out on? Um, what did we peak out at, guys, as far as uh, viewers on DLive? Did you guys hit that? And just a shout out here to Method, Space Shot, Reasonable, Brad, five channels hosting me. You guys are the, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. And that's the thing. When you guys come to my channel and you see other people playing, these are my friends. These are the guys that are in the fight with me. I will host their channels as much. As long as I'm by the computer, I can host whatever. So I'm all about getting lifting everyone else up because we're all in this fight together. So I have no problem with that at all whatsoever. Let me just check. Pilled here. I want to make sure I didn't miss hosting me. You guys are the... You I want to make sure I didn't miss any power chats. Did not miss any power chats. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Man, you guys crushed it with the lemons on D-Live today. Woo! This is like nine, nine ninja guineas. <laughs> so, you guys are amazing. Absolutely amazing. We have almost 900 lemons in the chest, which I will not forget. This is great. This is fantastic. I know Frank's show is on right now. You guys can go right over to Frank's show. Um, he already started. He starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. You guys can hop over there. You can say Woke, Woke Society sent you and all that good stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Yeah, I know it was 2000 now on DLive, but I know it wasn't 2000 when we peaked. <laughs> that word. That word's funny. Peaked. All right, very good. Awesome. So let me open this chest for everybody. The chest is now open. 25 seconds. Let me get to the top contributors tonight on DLive. Tina Waters, Nathendi, Posey for Hope, American Nurse, C.D. Harwins, K.H. Kh Farmer, Heather1975, we have my T Patriot with 3,288. Second for the night, June Bug 36, 14,031. And top contributor of the night, my man, 2002 Patrick 2 on another stream here 
with 16,400 lemons. Thank you so much, uh, sir. And thank you guys for always contributing to this channel. You are the only thing keeping me doing this full time to, to do these shows on a weekly basis, on a daily basis. I'm going to try to get at a weekly uh, basis. Three Peaked at 3.5 thousand. Thanks, Todd. So I know... I know we got really, really close to that five thousand mark. I know we, I know we probably got probably around four point six, four point seven. We're so close to that five thousand mark, which is which is important to me because my five thousand mark um, was where I was at on YouTube before they nuked my channel. So to get back to there in a little over two months from being deplatformed, I, that is that is just a testament to all of you out there. The woke army is strong, and we are growing. And uh, it's going to be amazing. So there you go. Lucky followers. You got your lemons now. So there you go. And thank you for the diamond. T-Y-T-L-L. Thank you so much for all that. So, guys, I'm going to be heading out here. You're going to see me tomorrow with Methods on Methods of Madness at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. Who the hell knows what's going to break after this. But I'm seeing seeing the ground set for uh, Trump to make some uh, big moves here. Whatever his Trump card is. D-Class. It's all coming. Stay positive. And keep keep your head on straight. Don't listen to fake news. Don't listen to family. Don't listen to the trolls out there. All I have is your best interest in mind, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. If you want to stay on parlor, stay on parlor, but it's up to you. All I know is Gab and Pilled, I can say for sure, are platforms that I trust 100%. I know we will not be kicked off that and um, in my secure server, of course, at WokeSize.tv. There are my castles. And uh, we're just going to build from there. It's only going to get better. So look for my replays on Rumble, on BitChute. All the links are in the description. Uh, my store. All that good stuff, guys. You guys crushed it. Just want to make sure I didn't miss anything else here. Nope, 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 nope. So tomorrow, guys, again, I'll be with Methods. And then Thursday, I'm off. And Friday, I'll be doing I'll be doing, some, I'll be doing something special on Friday. Uh, maybe have a, some adult beverages with you all. And just uh, shoot the shit and enjoy, be, and enjoy the time. And that's all I got. So thank you guys. That's going to wrap it up. So stay strong, stay safe, and stay woke.